0: so with the virus fading what can you expect to happen next this is truth to ponder with bob bierman and welcome to the thursday edition of truth to ponder and i'm your host bob bierman you know when i began this radio program at the end of august of 2020 i wondered when the topics would begin to change on this program We've talked a lot about the you know what over the past um, almost 18 months, and it's still going to be a topic to a degree, but I want to share with you some other stories on some other things that I believe are vitally important. There's no doubt in my mind, the virus is going to fade, and I, I felt it last year. My wife and I were talking about it in, you know, December, and I'm saying, you know, something's going to happen in 2022, and it's not the election. It's not here in the United States the fact that we have a off-year congressional election where it's expected that the party in power loses some seats. This is going to be a lot bigger, no doubt about it, but if you've listened to this program long enough, you know where I stand. What the Bible says explicitly, do not put your your hope and your trust and everything into the princes, the, the politicians and the sons of men. They're always going to disappoint you. They really are. I mean, I look at some of the so-called great candidates that are supposed to be out there for, quote, the side of goodness and righteousness. And some of these people don't impress me all that much. And I think for too many years, too many people, even many of you that have listened to this program now, a lot of you are are, are sharing with me some of your thoughts that, you know, we, we put too much stock in this candidate, that candidate. And, I, and I'm thinking, when November rolls around, It'll be the 50th anniversary of the first time I ever voted. November of 1972. And I had high ideals and hopes in 1972 that that my vote when I went in that voting booth in Summit County, Ohio, just out, you know, in the in the big city of Cuyahoga Falls, that my vote was going to make a huge difference. And I would continue to make a huge difference in my voting And I have mostly 50 years of disappointment. I really do. And I'm one of the rare breed of my generation. I was a conservative voter from early on. Always have been. There's something about the get something for nothing that always was disturbing to me. And it seemed unsustainable. There's a lot of stuff that's out there. Even in my day, I guess maybe we were one of the last generations that were, shall we say, raised with some common sense. Remember, in 1972, who was running for president in 72? This was Nixon running for re-election against against George McGovern, who was promising to give every American $1,000 to fix the economy. And that's really tempting. And trust me. Considering that money is worth only less than one, 10% of what it was worth 50 years ago, less than 10%. That'd be like being given a check for $10,000 today. Not 1500 but $10,000. And that would be tempting to a college student. That would be tempting to somebody trying to live on less than $60 a week. Which is what I was doing in 1972. Yeah, I'm working at a radio station in Canton, Ohio, three o'clock in the afternoon till nine o'clock at night, Monday through Friday, 30 hours, two bucks an hour. It was a small Christian FM and half of my job was just playing tapes. And in the daytime, I'm going to an electronic school, getting there at eight o'clock in the morning. But at least I only had to do that five days a week. I'm actually one of the very few people I knew in that school that had weekends off. So I was very blessed because of that. But it seemed like a lot of money at the time. And, and I thought about it. And, and something just said, nope, ain't going to happen. So I voted accordingly. And I've been doing that ever since, and that's why I'm saying. Fifty years later, has the world been fixed by the great politicians of our day? Have they all come to our aid, or have we had these periods of of prosperity and periods of high inflation and just awful economy? We bounce back and forth for 50 years. And really, until recent years, I I, I didn't dwell on politics. I really didn't. I did to some degree, but I never let it override the things that I was doing in life at the time. When I got married in the mid-1970s, I was more concerned about, you know, paying the bills. I'm making more money now. And a family and all that comes with it. And I never dwelled too much on the politics. I saw some of the news, and I just, I just shut a lot of it off. I had other things to do. But somehow in the 1990s, all of that began to change. Politics became more of a blood sport. And, and it was taking a lot of my attention. But also in the 1990s, I, I felt the call to ministry. Now, the reason I'm saying all this up front, and, and I'm going to be getting into a, a whole series of stories here, they're going to start pulling us away from COVID and to the new crises we need to be, we need to be focusing upon now and be prepared. I don't want you to be ill-prepared. I am telling you, that there is no doubt in my mind, and you're not going to convince me otherwise, that this pandemic is turning into an endemic right before your very eyes. You're seeing agencies like the CDC beginning their gradual pivot and beginning to change their narrative ever so subtly and ever so carefully where they're not saying we were wrong. They're never going to say they were wrong. What they're trying to do is find a way to exit the coronavirus pandemic with grace and their jobs intact, or if their jobs are not intact, at least their retirements and their reputations. They want to fade away, well paid into obscurity. And I'm talking about Anthony Fauci. I'm talking about uh, Rachel Walensky over there at the at the CDC and and a bunch of others. The truth is coming out and and I just I'm not saying the Lord gave me a prophecy he didn't. It was just common sense to see it that god's well God is always going to triumph, and truth will always eventually come out. I just didn't know how long it was going to take, but I felt very strongly in December that time is at hand and, and so I think of the words out of Malachi chapter four. For all people will walk everyone in the name of His God. and we will walk in the name of the Lord, our God forever and ever. We're coming to a time where we're separating sheep from the goats. and maybe it's time for the church to wake up that we're not going to fix everything in the ballot box. Does't mean you should quit voting, doesn't mean you should stop caring but your your faith needs to always override your voting not your personal finances or anything else and especially in primaries look at the character of the individual involved it, it you know it may play something into all of this going down the road there'll be a lot of money raised in the name of You know, we have to get rid of Pelosi. We have to get rid of Schumer. We got to do this. We got to do that. And that becomes the overriding thing to Americans. And I'm sure in other nations, there are going to be other politicians are going to be facing the wrath of the voters because of the coronavirus and how it was handled. And if they don't start pivoting now, they're going to be toast in the not too distant future. That's the reality of the world in which we live today. This terrible b-movie plot of the coronavirus is mercifully coming to an end for now i'm sure it'll resurrect itself in a different form in a different time now we've talked a lot on this program about the world economic forum which to most people you know even 10 15 years ago they'd never even heard of it and they never really paid much attention to all these politicians and corporate you know, uh, elites hopping in their private jets or government jets and flying off to Switzerland in the wintertime to have this great conference of how we make the world a more fair and equitable place. How we solve climate change, inequity, and all the sins that, that capitalism have wrought upon the earth in no uncertain terms the global media last week the global media last week fawned over all these wonderful pronouncements coming out of davos switzerland every chance they got they didn't make a big deal of it but they wanted in the they wanted in the in your mind to know that we're joined, we're going to fix things on a global scale and i'm telling you that this is the same these people are serving the spirit, I'm going to say it. I'm going to say it. You can disagree with it. The folks that run Davos, where they meet, World Economic Forum, whether they know it or not, they are serving the desires of the spirit of antichrist. There's no doubt about it. It's worshiping the world and the earth. They're going to fix the earth they want to reset the planet. And there's a lot of players involved. Now, a lot of people, and we talked about it on this program, the danger of what this, this pandemic could bring. And I've had many a guest on this, on this program with me that looked at the virus as, the, as a way to bring in a, a global economic system and a digital ID, and honestly, had the Omicron variant not come around, and whether that was by design or by accident, we will we'll know someday, maybe. But it doesn't. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. The idea is still going to be there to have a digital currency, a global government at at some point. In other words, sovereign nations will have to gradually dissolve themselves into this new world global order. And those that serve the Antichrist, they don't care if it takes a year, ten years, or a hundred years, or 600 years. They are so compelled to achieve their goal. Sometimes it's the Christians who are, who are too busy trying to have instant gratification that they don't see all the other dangers around them. That these people that hate you, that hate your faith, that despise Jesus Christ, his name, and, and curse his Holy Spirit, they're going to continue. And their followers will continue after they die. And this has been going on for 2,000 years. Don't think this just happened. There's where I think we make a lot of mistakes. There are a lot of websites out there that try to give you all this super insight. And, and you don't even need it because most of it's right in front of you each and every day. You know, the booster shots are going to go the way of the Ford Edsel. They're going to be yesterday's news. Don't think another pandemic won't come in a different form or a different disease. They've learned a lot during the past two years. They've learned a lot in the past two years and a few months since, you know, event 201. When they had a a tabletop exercise, which became the real pandemic that we just went through. And to a degree, we're still going to go through it. There are going to be some diehards holding on. You know, it's hard to change directions and change gears when you're flying down, you know, the runway. It's difficult to make a change. I think Boris Johnson in the United Kingdom, he saw the handwriting on the wall. All their extreme efforts were failing and the people were beginning to notice the failure Remember, places like Israel and other countries, they've been ahead of the, the curve on this for a long time. And here in the United States, well, it's going to catch up. And so it's time to get ahead. These people have got to get ahead of the narrative. So it looks like it looks like they were the ones leading the parade all along. That, well, we knew someday this might happen. And here we are. The, the Omicron variant, it, it's going to be just... It's made the vaccines unnecessary for now. Now, this whole Great Reset that came out of the World Economic Forum, they're, they're still going to be heading toward that direction. That's never going to change. Even, even the British Broadcasting Corporation, they're using that term, the Great Reset. And, and some of these so-called conspiracy theories are becoming realities. On Tuesday, I shared this whole little uh, montage of, you know, if you answer yes to the following questions, you may be, you know, a domestic terrorist. Well, COVID was used to divide us and see how far they could. I don't care how anybody wants. You can say anything you want. I shared the the story about the gal back right before Christmas, flying Tampa to Atlanta, went thoroughly Insane, screaming and cursing at a man eating because he didn't have a face mask on. And she pulled hers down to yell at him. And Notice she didn't need one. And then spit on him and hit him. We have people that have become, you know, mass COVIDians. They, they, they follow the cult of COVID. And it's going to be difficult for a lot of these people to let it go. I mean, really, if your life has been so engrossed in the fear of a virus and living upon every word that proceedeth from the mouth of Fauci and others. It's going to be a great disappointment when you're suddenly realizing that nobody's wearing a face mask anymore. But I think I need to wear one because it may save me from something. You're going to forget the fact that up until two years ago, the, the idea of you walking around, in the grocery store or at the Walmart or whatever, you know, that you were, the, the, you know, the wearing a face mask was something you never thought of two years ago. Now it's so much a part of you, you're afraid to take it off. And what really, what really bothers me, what really bothers me is, is the scarring and the damage that's going to be done to a whole generation of young people. I mean, kids that were in elementary school, during the past two years that had to stay at home, had to wear face diapers to go to school. And and these school boards, the farther the, the, to, the, to the left they are, the more engrossed they are in the fear of the virus. I mean, this is their entire life. They're scared. They're terrified. And they want you to be as terrified as they are. We're coming into a time, and as the virus fades into obscurity. And in a way, it's going to do that. It really is. Because they can't keep this, they can't keep it afloat any longer. Omicron is going to probably infect everybody on the face of the earth that never had faced the virus before. Many people, like myself, have just gone through it. You realize that I've been fighting it for a while, and I kept doing the radio program. I've been tired. I took a week off. I still did the radio show as much as I could. But it's going to run its course, and we're going to find out that the idea of vaccine immunity uh, to this is going to expose itself. It already has. The numbers are out there. They're not deniable. You can even look at states like Massachusetts, a very blue state. Gee, it's the vaccinated and the boosted that are, that are coming down with this and spreading it like wildfire. You know, we're, we're in a time of now damage control. We are in extreme damage control because the entire narrative that was about to be used by the World Economic Forum, and trust me, Klaus Schwab, who's headed this thing for decades, said back in 2020 that this would be a wonderful opportunity to bring about a fourth industrial revolution. That's his own words. I'm not putting words in his mouth. This is what he said. And he used the term a great global reset to make the world a fair and equitable place to save our planet and environment. And all these leaders that want to be appreciated in the world, they go there. And, you know, the the thing is that they made it very clear that they believe that nobody should own property except the elites and that they'll rent it to you and they'll give you a guaranteed income. These are the things that I worry about the most. What the pandemic has proven to me over the last almost two years is how fear of our lives will drive us to do things that normally many people would not do. Now, I've argued with people and even some of you that still listen to this program that are beginning to see it a little differently. I made the statement when people started saying, oh, the vaccine is the mark of the beast. I heard some people say that on some other Christian radio programs and, and tele, you know, video outreaches, television, what do you want to you know, call it video on Facebook, video online. They were saying, this is the mark, my friend, if you've taken it, you're you're eternally damned. I've heard it. I, I know of one ministry in particular where one of the co-hosts <laughs> actually has been vaccinated, but he would never tell you that. They did it so he could travel. In other words, there are a lot of ministries that have made a big a lot of noise about things and trying to speculate, trying to grab your ears for attention and to keep their numbers up and their income up. What, I, what I've been really afraid of is what is the next what's the next shoe to drop as, as the saying goes, what's going to come next? Oh, I'm sure down the road there'll be another global pandemic of some type. There's no doubt in my mind. They'll find a way, whether it's smallpox or something else. i might not even going to speculate. But once again, as I said a few minutes ago, St. always uses the same playbook because it always works. It always does. To those that do not love the Lord, to those that are not into God's Word, to those that are fearful of this mortal life, they will always fall for the same thing over and over again. It's kind of like the old Peanuts cartoon. And Charlie Brown runs down the down the football field and, you know, Lucy pulls the ball away at the last second, but he keeps coming back for more. And the world will continue to do the same thing. So where are we today? I started talking about this on Tuesday in particular when I talked about, you know, are you a terrorist? And you know, answer some of these questions to find out. So where are we today here on the you know here here on this Thursday? Last Thursday in the month of January. This this year's gonna fly by, I'm I'm afraid. That's the problem with getting my age. You know, time just flies. It never did when I was younger, especially when I was in school. Inflation is just off the charts i've never seen anything like this since i got you know started my life in 19 in the 1970s we just come off the gold standard under nixon and and then we had runaway inflation i can remember you remember after um after nixon left office and gerald ford was in charge i can remember watching him on tv with a with a speech to the nation and he had this win button that he was wearing on his lapel WIN win which stood for whip inflation now remember that we're going to whip inflation now well this is like 1975 is when he's saying this and inflation stayed with us for how long remember when interest rates on mortgages got up to 9 10 and 11% the only thing different today the interest rates are not climbing rapidly but the value of our money is declining precipitously. We have inflation off the charts. Russia is considering and on the verge of of a Ukrainian war. And increasingly, because of the vaccine mandates, it'll have to come to an end. And trucker shortages and worker shortages, we're finding shortages in our stores. Depending upon where you live, it's worse than other places. Now, it's not too bad here in Florida. But I have listeners that talk about other states that are really in far worse shape. And while we're trying to stay above this corona surge and the shortage and the price hikes and everything else, you know, that has that has gotten worse in the past year. After all the promises that we're going to shut down the virus and we're going to build back better, we're building back broke. And everybody in the country will have had COVID before it's all over. I mean, that's, I'm telling you, everybody will be exposed to this virus. And it may come back as a much weaker but seasonal event. It's been unleashed on the world. This plague that was played with by the father, you know, the wizard of COVID, COVID, Dr. Fauci and others, they should be held accountable. But I have a funny feeling they're going to walk away. I just feel they're going to walk away from this. And the new battleground is going to be for the hearts and souls of our children. It always has been. The public schools have become public indoctrination centers. Colleges and universities are destroying young minds. And as this COVID surge becomes yesterday's news, and we're going to see the new new fight is going to be in the area of transgenderism, L B G P D Q stuff, uh, the people that are Christians are going to be made to be terrorists because they're against wokeness. And, and we're going to find out, you know, you remember, uh, and even though it's been exposed, but I don't think anything's going to happen, not out of the Department of Injustice that we have now. We can't count on this Department of Injustice to do anything that even resembles justice. Not for a long time, not not for three more years. There's going to be a war on Christians. It's already, it's been going on for decades. But now they can be in the open more and more about it. They can call parents that care about the, their children's education domestic terrorists and wanting the attack dogs of the FBI to come chasing after people. They want, they want uh, Christian universities investigated. Yeah, they want them investigated. Because if you, know, if you don't want to believe in somebody declaring their gender, which is a mental illness, if you want to call it a mental, mental illness, like I'm calling it right now, this is going to make me a domestic terrorist in time. The fact that I oppose the vaccines, they'll forget that in time, but they'll remember the fact that I did. Those of us that were vocal, they know who we are. Facebook knows who we are. Twitter knows who we are. All of every, The world knows who we are. You can't hide it. I am now probably considered somewhere, in some file, somewhere, and because I do this radio program, I am a threat to the new world order. And they'll deal with me when the time is right. And they're going to use all of this silliness, and these corporations will follow all of this wokeness, Because they just chase the money. It has nothing to do at all with right and wrong. You know, money talks. That's where we're at today in in most of our businesses in the United States. We are coming to the point that we've seen it in Finland, we see it in Canada, we see it in many nations, that holding a biblical worldview is considered terroristic and it's considered evil, it's considered wrong. And it must be stopped. The United States is no longer a Christian nation. It nev- i am not even sure if it was in my lifetime. Maybe it respected it, but it never really was Christian. I'm just going to say what it is. We're no longer a Christian nation, if we ever were. The majority of people in this country are don't have any attachment to any kind of religion of any of any sort, and that includes the cults. That includes Judaism, that includes being a Buddhist, anything, let alone Christianity. 53% are not connected to anything. 47% claim to be connected to something. But what is that something? In some cases, it's the, the woke churches that celebrate, like I shared with you the other day on Monday, about the the mother that, that bought her little boy uh, to a uh, little boy to the church to announce that she's really a girl. Four years of age, like a four-year-old knows. And I, and I said then, that's the most nonsensical thing you can possibly consider. How many four-year-olds really have that much self-identity and understanding about human sexuality? Hey, many of them want to be Batman. Or, or maybe your little girl wants to be a mermaid. So are we going to feed that and, and encourage it? There's a huge difference between pretend and growing up and exploring the world than having reprobate doctors impede you know, your maturity and your puberty with drugs and chemicals and then surgeries just to push out a mental illness. And it's only going to get worse and that's what I want to continue talking about today. We, we need to start getting a little bit past the virus. We'll, we'll bring stories. But it's time that we begin to move into being prepared for the next battleground. And it's coming faster than you think. Now, we're going to take a quick break. And I've got a lot more to share on the other side that I think you're going to shake your head. Some of the stories you may be familiar with, others I think will be new to you. But you need to listen. This is a time that if you consider yourself a Christian, it's time to be prepared. You know, Jesus always told his disciples, look at the times and the seasons and be ready. And I've just explained to you what has been said over and over in the scripture. The Satan's, they say, the satanic playbook is not changing because it works. It worked in Hitler's time. It worked in Stalin's time. It worked in, in during the time of Caesar Augustus. It's worked during the time of Napoleon Bonaparte. It's worked. it's worked across the centuries over and over again. The playbook is not changing. Just the players and the technology they have at their fingertips. And I want to get into that on the other side. If you believe in what we're doing here, and I just felt today I needed to have this conversation with you. I mean, we really need to talk about this you got to get ready for the next onslaught. If you believe in staying on radio, on shortwave in particular, would you consider a small gift to help out? I am not paid. I'm not like some of these other people that have their websites and, and, and massive incomes and, and stores. I don't have any promo codes to save you money on products. Maybe I should, I don't know. But it's always been about doing the program and sharing with you the truth. I'm, I'm a called and ordained servant of God. I'm trying to share with you truth and Scripture. And we're going to be moving more into that in the days and weeks ahead because we got to be ready for the next shoe to drop, as they say. You know, it would be nice if I had a large budget and I could be on many radio stations. And there's some opportunities that are going to come, but, you know, time will tell. But if you believe in what we're doing right now, Would you consider helping us out? Make a check payable to Ancient Word Radio. Ancient Word Radio. And you can mail it to Truth to Ponder, 5753 Highway 85 North. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's number 3248. And we are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's Crestview, Florida zip code 32536 when we come back we're going to continue on this and i'm going to begin to show you the things to look for things are changing quickly and i want you to be not caught off guard this
1: is truth to ponder with bob Bierman. every problem has a nose <laughs> Shalom alechem. this is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Your Jewish Connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can, so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Every problem has a nose. Let me explain. Jerusalem was surrounded by the armies of Assyria. They were under siege, and it looked like it was certain destruction, and there was no way out. King Hezekiah took the matter to the Lord in prayer, and the Lord answered him. He said "He said to the Assyrian army, because of your raging against me, because of your arrogance has come up to my ears. Therefore, I will put my hook in your nose and my bridle in your lips, and I'll turn you back by the way you came. Now, maybe you feel you've been under siege lately. Maybe you feel that way right now. Well, if not, there'll be times in your life that you will feel that way. Why does God allow it? God wants to strengthen your faith. To do that, he has to allow it to be challenged. And then to show you that he is God over it all. The end is this. is See, what does he say? Notice what he says. He will Put a hook through the nose of the Assyrian army and turn it back. We see God wants to show you He's not only Lord despite the problem, He's Lord over the problem. Even the problem is subject to Him, and He'll use it for His purposes, His good purposes. So you're being besieged by what looks like an overwhelming problem? Well, bring it to God. God has a way of dealing with it. He'll put a hook through the nose of your problem. He'll install a bridle on its lips and he'll lead that problem in the direction that serves his purposes and actually bless you. Don't despair your problems. Realize every problem has a nose and God's got the hook to put it and turn it around for glory. Even now, start seeing the nose of your problem. Look for the good that God will use to achieve in your life. Don't despair. Rejoice. Give thanks. God's got the hook and every problem has a nose. Want more? Ask for for Satan on the walls Now The free gift for you The mystery hidden for 2,000 years In the sands of Israel Better than Raiders of the Lost Ark And it's real The mystery of the temple doors You'll love it And sapphires Your daily spiritual vitamin supply For a victorious life in God How do you get these gifts all free? Easy Just remember Jesus' real Hebrew name Yeshua And you dial it That's it So To receive your free gifts, call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. I invite you to minister with me and bring the good news back to the people who gave it to you, Israel and to the unreached peoples of the world, to the tribes and tongues of the nations. How? Imagine you could blanket the earth with salvation. You can through shortwave radio. We do it every week. You can be part. Here's how. Just write to or call. 1-800-YESHUA-1 Y-E-S-H-U-A-1 Or you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111 Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey 07644 It's the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111 Lodi, New Jersey 07644 Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying Every problem has a no. Shalom Aleichem Peace with you, my friend, and Messiah Ravenu, our teacher
0: is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. And welcome back to part two of the program Truth to Ponder. And I'm your host, Bob Bierman. It's a Thursday, and I want to continue where I left off on the other side. I'm trying to prepare you for a post-COVID world. And I hope that doesn't disappoint you too much, but we're heading in that direction. And I felt that the truth would come out at some point. How the world deals with that truth, how they try to bury that truth, how they try to spin that truth to make it look different. How many remember the uh, TV show with Bill O'Reilly called The Factor, the no-spin zone? Well, you're about to see some real professional spinning coming up over the next several months. I mean, how does the Biden administration here in the United States or Trudeau in Canada, Morrison in in Australia and and Macron in in France and others, they're going to they're going to have to lighten up on the restrictions and they're going to have to find a way to get out of the spiral they're in. Now, we've talked a lot about the dangers of the vaccines. And is there a was there a global plot to kill people? Who knows? Part of me says I don't. I think that I think that greed blinded people more than anything else. That's just my initial take. But Bob, in the vaccines, they have this, they have that. I know they got all kind of junk in those things. There are a lot of people, uh, the Veer's report will never tell you about, that suffered immensely from taking the shots, and what the long-term effect is going to be. I don't think most of us really know. But we do know three things that, I, that I'm convinced about. These vaccines were produced over a longer period than a year. They were in process for, for almost a decade or two. That coronaviruses were seen as a bioweapon, and people were playing with those things like gods, and something went wrong, and they're trying to cover their tracks. I think they were so obsessed with getting a vaccine out to save themselves themselves they never saw the problem they were creating, and they've tried to bury how many people have actually been injured or died from these vaccines. And I, I'm sure I'm sure the number from what I read and from sources I trust are vastly vastly bigger, vastly higher than, than what we've been led to believe. And what the long term effect of these of these uh of these vaccines is yet to be known we we now see some governments saying and, and many doctors are now agreeing you know for the longest times, many doctors have been afraid to speak some very brave ones have come out and have gone on the record so to speak many just kept their mouths shut and went along to get along after all they don't want to be they don't want to be like that some doctors that have Been threatened to lose their license to practice medicine for daring to challenge the narrative. And doctors in the United States and worldwide have lost their jobs, lost their privileges, lost it all for standing up for truth. I really believe that I've said it yesterday and I've said it earlier in this program. I'll say it again. Money is the root of all evil. These big pharmaceutical companies, and I—I—I I, I, I look at my own life. I, I very i take virtually nothing, but my late wife had a lot of prescriptions, and I never thought about it back then. I mean, you're just trusting these doctors. But I look back at it now; they were creating customers, not not uh, cures. We see all this advertisement on television, news shows, even conservative news shows, promoting the greatest drug. Of all this one, that one, or the other one, this will cure this, cure that. We take, we have people over the age of sixty-five. Their entire their their their, their nightstand is just full of medicines. And what do they cure? Nothing. They are supposed to sustain. You take this pill. I, look, I've known people. They'll, they they get put on a medication. Then they need another medication to offset. The effect the other medication gave, which then starts another one, which a third medication fixes. Before you know it, you got pillboxes everywhere. There is there seems to be something wrong with that in my mind. But that's where we're at. Big pharmaceutical companies have lots of money. They take doctors out to expensive dinners, lunches. You know, I mean, I've there there are many documented cases where doctors get to go on a trip to oh, the Bahamas or some enchanted island somewhere, and they have to attend a one-hour conference, and the next three days they're on the beach as guests of a pharmaceutical. That happens all the time. And so I, I have a healthy distrust of certain kinds of businesses. I have a healthy distrust of government because they're, 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 they're protecting themselves and their, their fiefdoms. We see it all the time. Christianity is supposed to stand for truth. It is supposed to be truth. Now, a lot of churches have become woke and abandoned the gospel, walked away, cursed God, celebrate sin. That's probably the majority of that 47% I mentioned before that are still involved with a church. I would say the majority of people that are involved in a religion are involved in a false or apostate religion. There are not many of us left out of the salt and light of this, of this world. But, you know, I want to take you to the book of 1 John, and we're going to go to chapter 4. I just feel that we really need to get re-rooted in God's Word if we're going to ever survive and deal with what is to come next. I want to prepare you for what's to come. It doesn't take being a prophet to see what's coming next. They they already tell you they're doing it. So chapter four, beginning at verse one, beloved, believe not every spirit, but try the spirits whether they are of God, because many false prophets are gone out into the world. Hereby know that the spirit of God, every spirit that confesseth that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh is of God, and every spirit that confesses not that Jesus Christ come into the world, is not of God. And this is that spirit of Antichrist, whereof ye have heard that it should come, and even now already is in the world. That's 1 John. The spirit of Antichrist is not something coming down the road. The spirit of Antichrist is already here. And the same playbook will be used over and over and over again. And each time they use that playbook, more people will follow the spirit of Antichrist by choice. They're not grounded in God's word. They don't want to be. Many have been exposed to God's truth, but they deny it, and they are now living in a delusion, according to 2 Thessalonians. I don't want you to be ignorant of what's going on. There are so many people out there that have made, in the past year and a half, all kinds of prophecy... Buy this, buy my book, and you'll know the real truth. And and some of these books, you know, they're, they're in the 99-cent bin now because they don't come true. How many Christian books have come along in the last 50 years that I was reading this kind of stuff that made predictions that have failed to come true? I take things day by day, recognizing that I have to put my trust in God's Word, Yield myself to his Holy Spirit and proclaim the truth as it becomes evident. It's real easy. People that are looking for special knowledge and special things, more times than not, come out totally disappointed. Especially when the predictions made by the people they put their trust in, don't put your, by the way, don't put your trust in me, put your trust in God's word. That's all I'm going to share with you. I don't have any special word of knowledge to give you. And I'd be amiss if I thought that I did. All I understand is what the Bible says. The Bible says, greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. Yet too many Christians act like they're afraid of the the Antichrist. They're scared. They're worried. They're panicked. And I'm just getting to the point that if the pandemic taught me one thing, And if it taught you one thing, how fast the world changes on a dime. In January, or let's just go back to December of 2019. 2019. Seems like a million years ago now, doesn't it? 2019, two years and a month ago. I'm thinking about what plans I have for ministry Perhaps that spring up in Georgia and in the Carolinas and some opportunities there and also beginning to think what we could be doing for some other work in Florida. The idea of this transmitter project I'm involved in was not on the radar screen at all at that time. I thought, you know, just like most of you, look, if we're all let's be honest with each other here. Did you see the pandemic coming at Christmas 2019? Of course not. Everybody thought here in the United States, you know, the economy's good and, you know, everything's wonderful. Uh, You know, maybe things will even get better in 2020. And, you know, a lot of people putting their hopes in a re-election of a particular president. That's what they were living for. All of that changed, didn't it? All of it. I believe, and personally, this is my personal belief that there was a lot of cheating and a lot of strange things that happened in the election of 2020 that could have very likely changed the outcome. I can't prove it, but I don't. I think the, the some of this stuff they want you to believe is just beyond the pale. You know, for example, we are told to believe that the 2020 election was the fairest election that ever was held in the in the history of elections. Yet the Democrats that hail that election as being perfect want to change it because they think that it's unfair. So, I, you know, it's just, it's politics, it's positioning, and people just, you know, blather out whatever they want to repeat that they've heard from somebody else. That's That's where we are. But see, the next battlefield... Once again, testing out the waters this time with this pandemic from the World Economic Forum's point of view, from, from a satanic point of view, they used it. They were able to identify who you can trust, who you can't. Who's going to go along with the program? Who's not? So I know that if nothing else comes out of this, I've been marked. They know where I stand. I've been pretty straightforward on this program that I don't trust the big pharmaceutical companies and I don't trust big government, period. Because they've proven themselves over and over and over again to be looking after their self-interest, not yours. Notice that politicians come by every couple of years and they want your vote, and they're going to do all these wonderful things for you and then they go back to Washington. And then we still got to fix the same problem in two years and in four years and eight years. And 50 years later, I'm still voting to fix the problems of 1972. And maybe you voted starting in 1962. You've been doing it for 60 years of your life. Do not put your trust in princes or the sons of men. I mean, period. We can't do that. We have to recognize that the spirit of Antichrist is here. And every minute we live on this earth, we're one minute closer to the return of Jesus Christ. Now... Your end-time theology may differ from my end-time theology, and I'm not going to debate yours versus mine. I'm just not going to do it. There are a lot more important things to do than to try to decide who knows the exact formulation of how everything is going to work. I remember a, a Baptist preacher by the name of Vance Haverland. Many of you probably have heard of him. Maybe you haven't. And he, had a, he was once asked, well, are you a pre-trib a guy, mid-trib, post-trib? What are you? What kind of a millennialist are you? And he said, I'm a pan-millennialist. It'll all pan out in the end. If Christians spend all of our time debating the mechanics of what we think the Scripture says instead of preaching the gospel, then we're wasting our time. We're wasting our gifts and our talents. Even within the church bodies that I have been a part of, in ministry and leadership. I've walked away from many of the groups that I used to be affiliated with because they're too busy debating form over substance. And who's more valid than the other and who's this and who's that and I'm going, so how are we re- reaching the lost? Well, they don't want to talk about that. They're too busy they're, they're too busy arguing the things that divide us. And the more time spent in conferences and meetings debating things about Other nonsense, not planning how to share the gospel, makes Satan rejoice, laugh, and dance. I don't have time to play churchmanship games anymore, and I refuse to do so. Schools, Christian schools in particular, are going to come under attack. Speaking a biblical worldview is going to become hate speech in many parts of the world. It will not happen in one broad stroke, I don't believe, in the United States in a day. But it's going to happen state by state, town by town. And in time, when we have enough reprobates in our government that have no conscience, that have been seared, then you'll find that certain things, like what I'm saying on radio, will be banished. What I'm telling you right now that gender dysphoria is mental illness. That'll be banished as hate speech. To say that men can give birth will be considered, you know, that'll be considered the norm, and and me saying that's baloney would be considered hate speech. They're going to come after believers because, see, they learned during the pandemic. Look how many people, listen. Now, I will say early on in the in the vaccine rollout. There are a lot of Christian friends that I have, that I know of, that took the vaccine because they believe what they were told. They, they weren't taking the mark of the beast because they're not worshiping the beast. They're just, you know, they take other medicines. We do other things we go to the doctor for. And we had a pandemic, and they're telling us people are dying and getting sick and going in hospitals. I get it. And many people went and did what they thought was the right thing to do. And over time, the truth started coming out. Some saw it earlier than others. But the, but the point is, like I've, I've said before, the truth always will prevail. I believe this year of 2022 is going to expose a lot of truth. And while we're focused on damage control over the new truth, the new crises, the new enemy, the new battles will already have been started before you even realize they're there. I, I'm afraid that by this summer, so many people are going to be happy to go on vacation without wearing a face type or on an airplane. They're going to forget. Their minds will be, you know, their memory's going to be short. And I, And I think those that want to continue keeping control of the House and the Senate in the United States are banking on the fact that most people that are not really connected to all the truth and the news, they're going to forget. They're going to be, oh, it's all over. Let's get on with our lives. Prosperity comes and we'll see more things on the shelves. And we're going to say, let's stay with the program, man. Let's just stay with where it is. They did get it fixed. They did shut the virus down. And they're going to forget how ineffective the vaccines were. And maybe in a couple of years, it'll be too late when people start having long-term health issues. Not all. You know, there's some people out there, and I, I, I just, they, they get me very upset. I have a lot of people that will say, hey, you got to look at this guy's website. You got to see what he's got here. And, and I look at it, and, and it hits me. It hits me. That some of the stuff that they've said over the last two years have been totally wrong. Yet people keep going back to the same websites, the ones that predicted millions would die by last October from the vaccines and it would be manslaughter and everybody would know it. Didn't happen. But those same people are still out there making those same as, you know, same predictions. And, you know, they don't get and they're getting and they're making a lot more doing their radio show or their TV thing than I am. We need to understand that this world is not our home. We need to realize that we are in this world, but we are not of this world. We need to know that God hears and answers prayer. We need to be prepared for the things that are coming our way. What does it say also in 1 John chapter 2? Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And verse 16. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. This world will pass away. This world will pass away. So the direction that this program needs to take... You know, I'll still give you news about the virus, especially if there's things you're not hearing elsewhere. But we need to start talking about the promise of eternal life. We need to start sharing the gospel. We need to be more upfront in that sharing. We need to be bold. I've told you I believe that this ministry is coming to a rapid crossroad. That we either take it to the next level or begin to let it fade away. That's what my heart is telling me. Do we take it to another level? Not that I'm trying to make any money out of this. That's not my goal. Believe me, God takes care of my need. I'm not wealthy at all, but my needs are covered. But do we get involved with using things that are out there that can expand the reach, the number of people? Do we put out more than just a daily radio program? Do we need to have additional avenues? Do I need additional people to help? I'm going to leave that up in God's hands and yours to pray about it. Right now, don't do anything except pray. And then just share your thoughts with me. You can send me an email direct, bob at truth2ponder.com, bob at truth2ponder.com. To help pay for shortwave airtime and uh, the bills come due in about next week. You can mail a check made payable to Ancient Word Radio. Send it to 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. that is in Crestview, Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's once again, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248, Crestview, Florida. 32536. Tomorrow, some needed encouragement. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's Truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to Ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.